Don't even wear underwear. Ball sack doesn't drop all the way through yet. It's just one not. So once the whole thing goes through, then it's that's when you know. That's when you know. It's like time for doing. What are you even doing wearing underwear, man? If I had underwear, like I wouldn't even wear it. Well, I tried that route, but all my jeans smell like shit. So I have to (laughs) put a layer between them. You probably have colon cancer. Yeah, if you're lucky. If you're lucky. What do you say we start the show on that note? Uh, The Simple Mind Sports Show. Uh, where we talk New England sports and uh, colon cancer remedies. Uh, let's do some opening takes to start the show, uh, not involving uh, colon cancer, I'm assuming or hoping. Uh, Bill, over to you. So who knows? What do you got for an opening take? Uh, this is what I have for an open take. Bruins, Patriots, Red Sox. What do they all have in common? They haven't done shit. That's what they have in common. These lackluster bullpen arms. I won't do shit. Guy coming off Tommy John hasn't had a good season in three years. These I'm just sick of this. The Patriots call, signing some cast off from the Texans. Mitchell, Mitchell, never even heard of her. So it's I, I'm just tired. And then you have the Bruins that are in on every fucking trade, but yet haven't pulled the, the trigger. But we're coming up on the deadline. What Monday, if I'm not mistaken. So I mean, we got four or five days here now, and we're here and we're in on this, we're in on that. You know, Red Sox right now. The newest report that I'm praying is going to happen is Freddie Freeman. That's not going to fucking happen. You struck out on Suzuki for five years, seventy million dollars, which I thought was a pretty reasonable deal, where you were the front runner from the from the get go, and you did not do anything. I'm just tired of these teams just sitting back. It's just the lacklusterness of this whole excitement of. NFL free agency and baseball back. I'm just, ugh, it's disgusting to me. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite frustrating as a Boston fan for to have because of the way baseball schedule shook out, uh, and with the uh, NHL trade deadline right now, you bet you have three teams basically in off-season mode, and none of them are doing anything. So let me piggyback off that for uh, specifically the New England Patriots and more specifically uh, Bill Belichick. And let me drill down a little further, more specifically Robert Kraft, because Belichick is getting a bulk of the uh, of the uh, bitching and disappointment here for what he is doing or uh, more accurately not doing here as free agency starts uh, for the Patriots in the NFL. But don't don't get confused over who writes the checks for this team. We saw Robert Kraft cut a check for basically 160, 170 million dollars uh, in cash, not in contracts. That's in cash money. He wrote up front to start that season last year, something that he's never really ever done. And you can tell that he's not fucking even coming close to doing that again this year. And that's not Bill Belichick's problem. The roster is. His coaching staff is, it all sucks, but it is Kraft's skating on this one. He's the one telling Belichick he can't go sign that money. You can't go sign Allen Robinson for $19 million a year. You can't give Von Miller six, Von Miller six years, $120 million, like the Bills just did as we came on, on uh, line here, which I wouldn't do. But either way, Kraft's not looking to spend that money. He's not looking to spend that cash. So Bill Belichick has to get creative in what he wants to do with the roster. And seemingly that means bringing back old mid 30 year old slow guys at 9 million, to 9 million a clip like McCordy. So those guys can drink Mai Tais in the afternoon and have a fun time going 10 and six and getting fucking spanked in the playoffs. And that's what it's looking like so far in NFL free agency. And um, you can almost say the same exact thing for the Red Sox and the Bruins, uh, as Bill pointed out in his opening take. So uh, as you can tell, we're starting off with a real uh, uh, positive note here on the Simple Mind Sports Show. Ray, why don't we kick it over to 
to you to maybe maybe change the vibe here as we get going on the show. What's your opening take for tonight? Uh, the egotistical son is returning to the NFL. The GOAT, Tom Brady, announces he has unfinished business and is coming back for the 2022 season. For what? I ask for what? You've done it all. You have seven rings. You've had multiple MVPs. You've been to all, all NFL teams, all pros. What What is the unfinished business? I'll tell you what it is. He wants the limelight. He strives for the limelight. He didn't like going out the way he did, losing to the LA Rams, who are the Super Bowl champions. This guy just needs to have the light shining on him at all times, and I think that's the only reason why he's coming back, because he wants that official farewell tour, because he wants it to be me, me, me. Fuck this guy. If you guys aren't on dead to us yet, uh, yeah, it's come to the dark side because this guy is just insufferable now. I don't think it's the spotlight. I think it's more of his competitiveness. Dude, he threw for over 40 touchdowns and led the league in, in passing last year. I mean, the guy can still what's play. The unfinished, what's the unfinished business? What he unfinished business? Play. He said he wanted to bullshit. play We'll get into the why. I, 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 could, I could understand if he never won a Super Bowl or he had to go for one more. He has all the records. He has the Super Bowls. He has we'll nothing We'll get into the who's and the why's and the what's on Brady's return here. I lean a little bit more towards, towards Ray on this one. We'll get into that. That's, that's your first topic of the day today for the show. I'm Team we'll Brady. Also, we'll also... Team Brady, AKA Team Kyrie, Team Cam Newton. That's Bill. Uh, we'll be talking a little Patriots offseason, which should go quickly. No, I'm out on Cam. We'll be talking uh, Red Sox offseason, which should go quickly, and Bruins trade talk, which we should have a quick fucking show. Maybe we'll spend yeah. a lot of our time on the simplest minds of the week, which we like to get to. A couple candidates in that one, uh, one specifically from Cleveland, if you haven't heard. Uh, I read a little bit more up on that one. What a fucking dude. They're, they're looking for an adult under center in Cleveland, Perk uh, Mortensen on, of ESPN. So we'll be talking about that. Ooh, uh, that I was one- like, what are you guys talking about? Then it all came together. There you go, Rain Man. <laughs> way, way, way to keep up. Uh, that'll all be happening here on the Simple Mind Sports Show Friday Rewind, March 9th, from March 18th after St. Patrick's. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you all. I show Ooh, I got my leprechaun on. There it is. Uh, oh, no, that's... Okay, welcome to the show. Oh, that sucks. French Canadian, so he hates St. Patrick's Day. He hates uh-huh. the Irish. He is uh-huh. some kind of prejudice against the green. Yeah, why uh, do you guys get a fucking holiday and I don't? Because everyone hates Canada. Fuck off. No, it's because okay. the Irish were basically slaves for 100 years when they first came here, so someone felt bad, so they gave them a fucking holiday. That's I mean, actually why. If you're looking to, uh, <laughs> to be a slave to uh, the best best beer in New Hampshire, best craft beer in New Hampshire, Nashua, New Hampshire, Ray Address, please. 460 Amherst Street. Head on down to White Birch Brewing, our favorite brewing in New Hampshire. Uh, get yourself a flight, get yourself a pint, get Dr. Vittle's uh, Best of Both Worlds a pint flight. You just get everything they have in a pint and drink them all. Uh, drink responsibly, call an Uba, raise dad. Uh, if you can't get down to the brewery, right. then uh, get your local beer store, wherever you get it, tell me Simple Minds Boys sent you White Birch Brewing. We're going to start Brady. Brady unretired. What date was that? Sunday or Monday? Sunday, 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 Sunday. Sunday. Oh, that's right. He went to the uh, Man U game uh, with the Glazers, the uh, owners of Man U and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to either bow or suck some dick or whatever he planned to do here. Confirmed 
Tom Brady sucks at power moves because let me give you, let me explain to you what happened here, right? Uh, Bill in the Tom Brady saga. And this has been reported and basically confirmed through Ben Volan, through uh, whoever at ESPN, there were two stories linking. The first story that came out was Brian Flores was fired from the dolphins and then um, uh, uh, had a lot, did the lawsuit against the NFL, filed a lawsuit against the NFL. And then a, a month or so later, after Brady retires, a week or so later, it's found out that, ooh, Brady, Brady wanted to go to Miami. Brady was actually Hayden. making inroads to go play for Miami and potentially get some points in the team and become a, a little bit of it within that ownership. They, Tim and Giselle bought a mansion in Miami. Giselle's wanted to be in Miami forever. That all made sense. And that's basically been confirmed here through some Ben Vellon reports and ESPN reports in the last day or two. However, that Brian Flores lawsuit blew the whole thing up because it was going to introduce uh, lawyers and um, findings. And Brady didn't want to go turning his fucking phone over to the NFL again and go through another four game suspension situation like he did with the Flakegate and whatever other complications were going to come with that. So it basically blew up the whole deal with Miami. Fast forward a couple weeks, Brady flies over to uh, Britain, goes to the soccer game as a faux pas of what he's actually there for, which is to talk to the Glazers and say, look, I'm coming back to play football. I didn't originally want to come back to play for you. I think the reason why is because he hates Bruce Arians. That's kind of the, uh, uh, the rumor mill now. Uh, but I'm coming back to play, and let's see what his contract looked like when he come back to play and what that conversation looked like. But... You know, I, I think through all the reporting and everything that we've read and heard, that's probably as close to the bone as a story that as it gets. It's not about Giselle. It's not about his fucking kids. It's not about he, he quit the game, wanted to come back. No, you're trying to power play out of out of uh, Tampa Bay. Didn't work. Tampa called his bluff or Miami fucked up because they always fuck up or one way or the other. And uh, and he tucked his tail between his legs and went back and said, I want to come back and play. That sound about it? right to you. I heard What's the it? 49ers were in on it too. Even yeah. Albert Breer was reporting the last couple of days that the, the Niners made a, a chart. He was trying to make a push to go to the Niners and they were trying to dump Jimmy Garoppolo. Houston was in on Jimmy Garoppolo until the, the Deshaun Watson news broke. And now they're interested in him and, and whatever, but okay. But before wanted, you go, there was Bill, two let's, options. Let's, let's, two confirm, options. let's confirm one yeah, thing. You were right. You were right. He did on not the, retire the, to no. spend time with his kids or, no. and, but when he got home, as you guys the like to call her, excuse. horse face Giselle had nothing Mr. to do with Ed, this fucking that's, decision. We won't get beeped. We won't I'm get sorry. Beeper. Giselle we'll has had nothing to do with any football decision other than trying to kneel the Patriots over for more money ever in his history in the NFL. He's never wanted to spend more time with his family, ever. That's That can no longer be used as an excuse. So, uh, Bill, if you want to bring Shanahan and the, and the 49ers in and, and all the other uh, wheels that were in motion, I'm with you. I think there was a lot of things spinning, but it all was predicated on Brady holding his ground in quote-unquote retirement and the Bucks being okay to move on from them. And as it turns out, the Bucks were not okay to move on. And they just said, no, you're signed here. You're fucking playing here. Unless it was a power move to get what he wanted in Tampa. 
maybe he gets more power in Tampa. Maybe you hear the first phone call he made and yeah. what was their center was like, Hey, come I'm back. And he signed a below market deal. I think he signed for three for 30, where he was projected to get 13 to 15 on the market. That's what the, the Brady poll is. And I think maybe he he's calling guys like uh, Russell Gage, come over from Atlanta on a three for 30 deal to give him another fucking wide receiver. Like Chris Godwin, you got Chris Godwin back. I mean, all the moves, I mean, maybe that's what they wanted. It, it just seems like they're make moves to make Brady happy. I mean, I think all the options were there. The the Miami one seems pretty close to what happened. In, and then I think the 49ers one was real too. I think he wanted to finish his last year playing with the 49ers. He did not want to go through a re- rebuild, but I heard something interesting on the way home. It was like, if you look at the way Tampa built all their contracts, they built the contracts to a lot of that dead money and dumb years kick in at 2023. So they have that small little three-year window with Brady. He signed the extension. Basically the, they expect to win this year. And I mean, on paper, they're looking pretty good. They haven't really lost a whole, whole ton of guys, a couple guys here, a couple guys there. They just traded for Shaq Mason, another guy that's protect Brady. I mean, he's, he's a blow, you know, under they the radar type that of guy division by yeah. two or three games. That's division. Unless Watson Easily. ends up, I mean, Deshaun Watson is rumored to all three of the NFC South teams at this point. Dude, they're Unless... saying Atlanta looks legitimately real. And right, we'll talk about Matt that. Around, we'll yeah. talk about that on Tuesday. But I want to stick with the Brady stuff right now. Unless Deshaun Watson gets there, and even if he does, the Bucs are primed to win that division by two or three games, line themselves up, um, you know, for a number one seed based on their schedule, and you know, for Brady to walk back in into the uh, into the Super Bowl. But Ray, how much credence do you give towards the reason Brady wanting out of there is because of Bruce Arians and him belittling and undermining Byron Leftwich and Brady's game plan, which Bruce Arians has denied outright at the combine a couple weeks ago. Uh, I'll just give you my opinion real quick and let you go. Bad fucking sign for Brady. That's two. That's two coaches that you've scorned in three years because you yep. wanted more power. And, and now that you don't like playing for him. So you want to move on you that that doesn't scream very well doesn't say very good things about the player in that situation or is it Bruce Arian should just shut the fuck up because he's been nobody basically in the, in the NFL, unless he's had Peyton Manning or Tom Brady and just let Brady run you to a Super Bowl. your opinion, Raymond, or is it more credit to bill Belichick being, being able to cover that up for 18 plus years of, you know, the no drama, you know, and just taking Brady's ego and keeping it in house and not letting it explode until the final couple of years where it got out of hand. And then Brady goes to Tampa Bay and two years later, fucking Bruce Arians and him are already having it out. It's all out. It's like, everyone knows that they hate each other. It's not a secret. Bruce Arians is like, Brady didn't design this football team. It was me, me, me. And Bray's like, Oh fuck you. It was me, me, me. It's a big fucking dick measuring contest between the two of these guys. And Bruce Arian is a hundred percent right. Half that team, 90% of that team was built before Brady got there. Brady was the missing piece. They had Sue. They had fucking um, Barrett. They drafted White. They drafted they the had offensive a great lineman. Defense. They had a great They had there. two wide receivers. Scotty Miller was there. Godwin, Evans. I mean, Cameron Bray. He got, yeah, Gronk and Brady. And then they convinced him to sign Antonio Brown only because uh, – Evans and Chris. Godwin yeah, there. but let's be get out of here. Brady it, won that Brady. Super Bowl. Oh, I mean, yeah, oh yeah. The <laughs> but year the team before, was built before. I mean, that was they were the year was before their quarterback threw thirty interceptions. So just so thirty on, touchdowns. Just on the field, too. he got them three or four more wins, and then when they got to the playoffs to go three games on the road, beat Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. That none of that's happening without Brady. So, no, but, but I'm saying as far as the you're right. The I mean, team, that, what Ray's talking about in terms of beating that team, there was a conflict between uh, Bruce Arians. Brady didn't say anything about this. 
Bruce Arians was asked a question about the offense and how much Tom has brought to that offense. It was actually a shot at Bill Belichick. Bruce Arians gave a shot and said, based, you know, the Patriots have actually been stealing from our offense for a number of years. So, you know, Tom's not bringing a whole lot different. We're just tweaking things, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you're right, right? The egos are just out of control, insanely ridiculous. And it leads me to my last question about this Brady thing. And don't go too overboard because I know that we're sensitive to it. And let's be honest with ourselves. We're sensitive to the Brady thing because he left and it's still, it's still as raw as possible because he won a Super Bowl. But how does this affect his, his, his legacy? Try and, try and bump this out seven to 10 years. Does this, uh, and it'll depend on how he handles it moving forward for sure, but does this retirement ordeal, this Brett Favre, esque retirement ordeal start to affect Brady's legacy as fucking incredible as it is as the greatest NFL player ever is what he is now are people going to say yeah but at the end he turned into a dick or is it going to get washed away by his greatness Bill greatness talks greatness talks but the only thing I think the real true Tom Brady haters start with the deflate gate and the cheating spygate deflate gate fucking uh, what's the first one that was a not uh, tuck roll I mean that's the stuff they're going to bring up before they, they think about him being a dick in the end they don't they don't see that his true dickness because they're on the outside looking in does that make sense like we, <laughs> you know, we just see- like dickness as a as a measure of how, of the way he's acting but like we've seen him as a fan here in New England for 20 years Right. So we kind of got accustomed to it. And then us real fans kind of saw the cracks. And then we know what the type of person he truly is from being around him. And it's like that fake act and all this bullshit. The guys that they don't know and they just think he's a dick to be a dick. You know what I'm saying? I don't think the the mindset of those guys have changed outside of like the cheating stuff. It's all going to center around. He's cheating. The only reason he won Super Bowls was a kicker. This, that, you know, all the same interception, all the same bullshit before they get to the end where he was like a true asshole. Because you, the three of us and true people from New England are the only ones that are going to really say like, man, he turned into a complete fucking cunt. Yeah. Ray, you agree? Oh, totally agree. But I don't think like this coming back from retirement, the Brett Favre thing comparison. No, you you got seven Super Bowls. You could have eight by the end of the 2022 season. That's going to trump anything that comes out about this it guy. It could have been the league too. I mean, it, you know, some story probably came out and he was probably, it just seems like it bought him more time. He's like, okay, I'm retired. He's staying in shape, but he's like, you know what? Maybe I'm really, and then he came back. So I'll just say this about Brady. If he just would, if he would just, he'll never do this. But just open it up and be honest, like, and just be real about it. Even if he wants to pull a Brett Favre, like, I think at least Brett Favre is kind of real about it. He's like, I don't know if I'm going to play. I don't want to come to fucking training camp. If you want me, pay me. I'll show up. If you don't, he wanted okay. a Rod- He was Roger Clemens it before, uh, after Clemens started. Yeah. Like, at yeah. least they're kind of ass- like they own their assholeness. Like, Brady's acting like LeBron, like, he refuses to be the heel. Oh. He still wants everybody to love him. And it's like, Dude, just fucking own it, man. Just own it. Just go to the go to the offseason. Say, I don't know if I want to play anymore. And to be honest, I don't know if I want to play for the Bucks anymore. And we'll see how it turns out. And people would respect you more for that. I would respect always you go more full for that. heel. You can't always play both sides. Full. Always go full heel. Like if I'm Brady, I'm going full heel. I'm like celebrating. I'm doing one on like the fucking. We don't get an, introduced as a team. I'm coming out with my own shit and dancing like Ray Lewis. I'm fucking. <laughs> I just think it'll Bill's depend ass. on how he handles this in the next next like next off season. If he announces retirement, you don't get the sh- you don't get the show ponies, dude. You get a bye bye. 
thanks for coming. You got all the fucking accolades this year. If you play another year, like we'll see, but yeah, I don't know. I, I know in the grand scheme of things, you guys are right. The greatness will trump it all. No one really talk about it, but bill you're right. Like the ones that paid attention, like, yeah, but towards the end, that guy turned into a dink. Like he, he turned into a fucking dink. Let's be honest. And honestly, it'll be hard to find a, a you know, if you ask a hundred people, you may get what, 20, 30. And those are the true, like non. Oh yeah. From like, New England, you know like from yeah. Boston, you're like, you might get uh, like, but nationwide you're talking under 1%. Like that, that that's just, that's not going to be the story. Like, no guys that, you know, fans that are around here, I think even 2030, that's real high. Like we're, it's, we're probably like a 5% group that would shit that shit on Brady. I mean, we've been talking about this going back to Philly. At least that he was turning yeah. into a complete dick. And people forget before, how bad they sucked at the back end of his last year. They, uh, they most sucked. miserable ain't no quarterback of all time. Not only did they stink, they sucked. Um, okay. Well, Brady's back. I will say this. The league's better with Brady. It is better. I'm glad There's he's more back. Headlines. At least we can it's, watch it. It's definitely better. It's more yeah. fireworks. He's fucking good. Which, which lost in the whole, and all of the drama is he's still so good. It's like if he was in New England, top we'd, five quarterback, we'd still be tooting his horn and and ba- beating off the haters, even though we would know he was a dink. If he's still in our laundry, we'd still be rooting for him because he's that good. Beating off the haters. We'll be uh, take a quick break. We'll be back a little with Patriots talk. Yeah, Jock Peterson. What'd you get? Where'd he go? Giants. Oh, no. I just saw this email. So we're going to get to it. It just was eye popping. (laughs) Okay. Oh, I thought I talked about Jock Peterson. I was like, oh. How much oh, you get uh, from the Giants? Well, a good good uh, segue there, Bill. Uh, woof into the next segment. Were you talking about this segment, the Patriots segment, Woof? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not great. Uh, so we're going to talk about this Patriots offseason here in the next 10 minutes. We're going to try and keep it brief because it is Woof. It's, it's gross. It's, it's, well, it's pretty brief, too. Yeah, there's not a lot going on. So let me give you the uh, synopsis. As we sit here tonight, March 16th, uh, St. Patrick's Day Eve, uh, this is what the Patriots have done or not done so far. Here's who they've signed. Devin McCourty for $9 million uh, next Overpay. year. Matthew Slater for $2.5 million. I was listening okay. to a <laughs> overpay. I was listening to a Bedard segment on Fegler and Maz this week. How many snaps does Matthew Slater actually take a game? What well, uh, Jones was talking about this too. For what's two and a half million, he made, what's he got? Ten a game, eight a game, and half of them are uh, like that, kicked, yeah. kicked through all, the end but zone. But they're all kicked out of the end zone, <laughs> or they're fair caught. It's like, how much are you paying for the quote unquote culture? As they, as uh, Mike Giardi wrote in his Sunday column, the Patriots are looking to build their culture in the off season by signing a bunch of old bastards, including uh, MVP Nick Folk, two and a half million worth it. I, li- I like that. He got a two year deal. Uh, you have no succession plan because Nazi kicker and uh, uh, titties McGee Nar- Nardoni, Nardoni. Uh, <laughs> is uh, not ready yet. So, I mean, I, good. I mean, he was lights out last year. He didn't, he didn't miss a kick under 40 yards the whole season. Cause he didn't kick anything over 40 yards. That's no. bullshit. He had 50 yarders. The oh, only he did he have a 50. couple. Yeah, it's yeah. 50. 50 and a half? No. <laughs> 50 and under. Yes. No, dude, he 53, I think. 52, he 53. He missed against the Bucks. I mean, it was In a driving rain. rainstorm, but like still. For look, 54. Bill, if, 54? if Nick Folk's kicking from 52, you're going, fuck. 
Yes. Oh, of course. If he's kicking from forty nine, he's kicking from fifty. Money. I'm. I'm like very confident. If he's still get a beer at the fridge because you know you're good. I'm good with that. For two and a half million, I'm good with fifty and under. He's kicking eighty nine percent at fifty and under. I'm good. Like that's a kickoff. Like Jake Bailey do that. Yeah. Yeah. Let that pudgy bastard kick. I'm fine with that. No problem. Brian Hoyer, two and a half million, but. Remember, a million of, th- of that is for coaching because he's actually the quasi offense coordinator. Because he's yeah. teaching Joe Judge the offensive playbook. Correct. And he's the quarterback's yeah. coach. I'm fine with that. You, good. You got your same quarterback room. Yep. How about this yeah. one? Uh, your replacement for one JC Jackson, the $20 million a year, Mr. INT. Uh, how do you pronounce this? Terrence? Terrence? Never heard of him. Terrence Mitchell, $3 million Never. from the Texans? Never heard of her. 30-year-old journeyman, uh, can't doing shit. That's your signings in the offseason. Here's who you traded. Shaq Mason out the door for a fifth-round pick. He went to the Bucks. Chase Winovich out the door for Mac Wilson. These guys are both from 2019 draft. Chase Winovich was a third-round pick for the Patriots. Mac Wilson was a fifth-round pick for the Browns. Both of them had a similar rookie year starting a majority of the games, had some impact, and both went on a similar trajectory, which was down the depth chart over the last two years. Uh, Mac Wilson comes in at 6'1", 233 pounds uh, as a inside-ish linebacker. And if you listen to Phil Perry in the experts that follow the Patriots, they all seem to think that Belichick, after 40 years in the league, is changing his mind and and taking his ideology of what linebacker should be, which is 6'5", 250 or more, and uh, finally going to smaller and faster to keep up with the league. Um, this might be a move to predicate that we'll see. Um, we can get into that a little bit more, but before we do that, a, a quick jump off here, a little tangent. I just want to run you through the 2019 draft class. From this is what I said. Wolf for <laughs> this, is un- <laughs> this is unbelievable. I don't, I can't, One, two, I don't know three, how many four, picks are made. Five, five, six, how many picks seven, are eight, nine. You're okay, two nine, for nine, nine picks. Yeah. Maybe if you count a couple of these, okay, let's go. Let's start. Uh, you can either say woof or not woof. Uh, woof. First round pick, woof. 2019, Nakeel Harry out of Arizona State. Woof. 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 Bust. One of the biggest busts in Patriots history. Second round pick out of who cares, Jawan Williams, who somehow miraculously is still on this team. Woof. Woof. And woof. it's one Vanderbilt, the Harvard of the South. There you go. Uh, third round <laughs> pick, no longer on this team, cut his hair and all, wouldn't shut the hell up when he was here uh, and made a couple tackles. Chase Winovich. Woof. At a Michigan, nah. uh, Michigan Wolverine. Not a high woof, but a woof. I'll, I'll kind of give it a low wolf, but I 11 in sacks his first two years, and then he just fell off the face of the planet last year. And I think that was more scheme design. They didn't want to use him. But I, I mean, I, I like the motor. I like. I don't think it's a wolf. I think it's okay. It's a nice piece. Third round pick. Um, a light wolf. Wolf. Here, yeah, here hey, wolf. look. Do like a chihuahua. Wolf. Do it this way. It's not a wolf for the player. These wolves are for the Patriots. They blew wolf. that pick because either wolf. they couldn't use them, and they should have known they couldn't use them, uh, or they couldn't scheme them up, or couldn't coach them up. So they blew it. He's gone. Wolf. 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 Nah, and another third round. They had three third round picks in 2019. Damian Harris, who is your lead running back. Nice. Hit. Fine. Not a wolf. Hmm. Uh, the same same uh, third round. Yodani. Yodi. Yodani. Could you just. Could you just. Wolf. 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 Third round fucking offensive lineman's not starting yet in the league. Fuck out of here. Could you Couldn't even wolf. stay healthy. This guy's not in the team. Easy wolf. Froholt. 
Wolf. No, you, you say his first name for me, please. Yeah, Jati. Jati. Is the H silent? I assume the H is silent. The J uh, is silent. Uh, like Juan. Fourth round pick, the predecessor for one Tom Brady, Jared Stidham. <laughs> wolf. <coughs> what does the dog say, honey? Wolf, wolf, wolf. Uh, fifth round pick, uh, defensive lineman Brian Cowart. Mm. I'll give you a non-wolf. I'll give you a. He's a fifth round pick, and he plays. Can I give you a yelp? He's hurt though. A little chihuahua. Yep. Yeah. Yelp. <laughs> we'll yelp. Uh, fifth round pick, overpaid punter Jake Bailey. Ooh, all pro Jake Bailey. All pro Jake Bailey. Bad, bad, bad last year. Bad Jake season. Bailey. Bad well, season. Hey, hey, everyone gets year. a bad season. Everyone gets Ray, a bad season. Ray and his fucking kickers and seventh pick, uh, Ken Webster, who, whatever. Who? Uh, you hit on two. Two. Uh, you're two for nine. One of the worst drafts I've ever seen. Okay, uh, let's move on. Here's, uh, let me give you some uh, position groups that are what I would consider the most important position groups to improve in this offseason as of now. Um, linebackers, offensive line, and cornerbacks. So let me give you your current linebacker list, okay? Uh, Mac Wilson, the guy we just mentioned that's coming over from the Browns. Raquan McMillan, who they had high ups for last year, blew his ACL. Do I have that right? Mm-hmm. Last year? Um, another small, speedy guy. Cam McGrone, another blown ACL out of Michigan they drafted last year. Didn't see the field. Um, another he small returned sp- to practice though, so at least he was getting healthy towards the end. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it's he's it's got talent, med- he's it's, got it's talent, medical baby. I mean, ACLs yeah. they're back within a year, yeah. He's I mean, he was gonna be what do you go the fifth or sixth round, but he was probably he could have went in probably the probably day two, day second, third round. I mean, he's he's talented, it just ACL dropped him. Hopefully, yep. it works. Uh, but. You have uh, those three guys there, Wilson, McMillan, and McGrone, all um profile as a similar type of inside linebacker fast speedy uh can jump around the field all of them dealing with their own problems mcmillan mcgrone have injuries wilson dropped on the browns depth chart so we'll see where we get from there um the next couple three guys here are more outside linebackers even defensive ends depending on the scheme but you got josh uche who we're familiar with a little bit sometimes he sees the field when he does i feel like he makes plays um but bill doesn't play him Ronnie Perkins, who never saw the field, weed guy out of uh, Oklahoma. We were high on him when they drafted him last year. We thought he was going to be was a high nice too. pickup. There so go. was I. Good job, Bill. Well, Good job, right? I, no, I think he's going to make the, the Trey Flowers jump. I think that's what they've redshirted him, and I just think I he's, love, he's... I love Bill's optimism lately. Wow. It's, so it's weird. It's, I thought I was a homer of this I'm show. I'm so I, down I, on all of our teams, and Bill is just bringing me up. Hey, baby, uh, Let's see if we can... Oh, my God. If they signed Freddie Freeman. Sorry. Sorry, Rich. I'm sorry. Easy, Ray. Read the fucking email. Sorry, Let's see sorry. if you can uh, lift their spirits on this one. I may Anthony cry. Jennings. Anthony Jennings out of Alabama, right? Or is he another Michigan guy? I think Anthony Jennings was Alabama. Uh, he uh, played a little bit. Sucks. Of he can't years. stay healthy. Got I don't hurt. think he Sucks. Has can't stay healthy. ACLs. Harvey Lange. Remember that guy? Special teams. Yeah. And then the Matt Patricia special out of Detroit, Jelani Tavai, who uh, they're. I like that name. I like the I name. I don't trust any I, name. I hope that he works ends in so. I. I don't yeah, trust any name that ends in an I. How you feeling about that linebacker core? Shit. Uh, I like Ray's mom on a Tuesday. There you go. More Current so offensive line after Shaq Mason was shipped out the door. You have Isaiah Wynn at left tackle. Nobody technically in, at oh, left guard anymore. Uh, David Andrews at center. Nobody at the right guard spot and nobody at the right tackle spot. And you have a Winu slash a Ninwa uh, floating around there who had a bad year. Last year had a good year. He didn't have a year. role. That was the problem. With him. I agree I think with you, Bill. If they stick thing. him at left guard, I think he'll be fine. 
Um, I'll say this about Isaiah, Isaiah Wynn, who gets shit on a lot. He's good for one dumb fucking penalty a game, which really hurts you as a left tackle. You can't do that. But in terms of pressure, I think he played okay last year. Like he did, if the, I'll tell there wasn't you, a yeah, ton of heat coming from Mac Jones blindside last year. And if the rumors are true, uh, you might not see a win as your uh, left tackle anymore because it's supposedly the Patriots are heavily in on the Leal Collins outside of uh, coming out of Dallas. And there's rumors that was the reason Shaq Mason got traded because now you're looking at like a $10.5 million left tackle. Another weed guy fell in the draft. I don't even think he got drafted. And then Dallas kind of scooped him up. But, I mean, that's a t- if you can make a move like that, you, you slide win over to either guard or right tackle because Trent Brown right now is uh, visiting Seattle. He's probably gone. You got to try to protect Drew Locke. And Trent Brown's a guy that's going to chase the money. He did it with the Raiders. And I think Seattle's going to pay him some big, big money and he'll be gone. So, I mean, trade market or draft a guy, but this, it, it, you, you had no strength like you did last year in that offensive line because Ted well, Karras kind of st- stabilized that too, even moving to left guard, you know, when there were some injuries there. And that was, that was huge. Even with the, David Andrews was out too for a little bit last year and they still just stabilized. Uh, that's yeah, hurts. all of a sudden, uh, where offensive line was not something of, on the mind of something that you really needed to bolster, trading Shaq Mason now opens your eyes to, wow, they got some holes there, and they got to do something about it. So um, that's where they got to go. Uh, you heard it here first. The guy from Dallas, the weed guy from Dallas, might be coming to take Win's place. We've been calling it for it since basically Win was drafted. Push that guy to right tackle or guard. And bring a real. They just don't want to save face of the fact they used the uh, first round pick on the. Yeah, it's bullshit. Whatever. He probably he's undersized. He'd probably be an excellent left guard. They love pulling their guards. He'd probably be excellent in that position. He's athletic enough to do it. Uh, But yeah, you're probably right, Bill. Okay, uh, this last group, your current uh, cornerbacks, Terrence Mitchell who they just signed. Well, we talked about Wolf. the uh, nobody from uh, Houston. Miles Bryant, Ray, your favorite Patriot. Wolf. Wolf. Jonathan Jones coming off a knee injury. Shoulder, I think. Okay, yeah, shoulder. Better. shoulder. Shoulder's much better than a knee. Yep. Good. Uh, Jalen Mills, who was Ray's least favorite Patriot until Miles Bryant played the Bills. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we all came around on Jalen Mills. He, yeah. No, he you and up. I did. Okay. No, yeah, no, no, no. As soon as uh, Miles Bryant started fucking up, I saw the light on Jalen Mills. His uh, loss in the AFC play, uh, division round or wildcard game was very evident. I told you. I told you guys that. Fuck off, Ray. I'm Don trying really Wade, hard to be nice uh, to you. And you just make it so fucking difficult. At a Baltimore uh, projects Wade. as a man-to-man cover guy. This could be this. This is my prediction as your number two sneaky, sneaky number two cornerback for the Patriots this year. If they do anything on the other side, other Slot than Terrence guy, Mitchell. Okay, so whatever you want to call him, they're not, they're second best cornerback. So you're right, Bill. Your number two cornerback generally goes on the right side. But isn't the slot cornerback just as fucking important in this in this day's NFL? Especially nowadays. Yeah. Well, you have Jonathan Jones. I think John, Jonathan Jones is one of the better slot corners in the league. I mean, we'll see what Wade can do. He couldn't another guy that couldn't stand on the field last year. You know, he was a fifth round pick with Baltimore guy. He yeah, had but he no wasn't hurt. Baltimore. They just, he yeah, just he didn't was. get the system. Concu- he started with a concussion and then he got kept getting hurt later on in the year. He was on he was hurt for a lot of last year. He had a concussion. I just Concussion. assume that those are fake injuries because he did, he couldn't get the scheme. Uh, jo- and uh, Joe Jawan, Jawan Williams is uh, somehow still this on the team. This is a make or break that you had the size of the speed and you just, you're an idiot. Harvard of the self, my ass, Vanderbilt. 
Okay. Uh, uh, let's get to some, um, let me just give you a real uh, quick list of names because we're late on this and uh, give me a wolf, non wolf. Some of these guys have already been signed as of this morning when I wrote the email, but uh, let me start with this name, which is not technically a free agent yet, but it's been rumored that he's going to get cut out of uh, Detroit. Troy flowers. He's already okay. cut. I don't think he is. Yes, he is. I don't think he's technically a free agent. You can look it up. He, they cut him a couple days ago. I don't think that's he, true. It's not what I read this morning. He, they cut him. Okay. I don't have well, to look it up. You look it up. We're recording tip. this Wednesday by Friday. He probably will be cut. So let's just assume he's cut. Uh, are you yes or no? On free, it did, fuck you. Yes. Bill. Are you yes or no on Trey Flowers? Yes. <laughs> yes. Perfect Patriot signing. Someone else pays him. He comes and plays and they never should let go of him in the first place. Homegrown talent. That's a guy they should have paid. They didn't. They cheaped out. He should still be here. Uh, here's a big name that the Patriots have been ruined on. I don't know why. Alan Robinson. He got cut 310. I don't agree. I don't believe you. <laughs> Isn't it the worst? Alan Robinson. Worst. Yeah, fuck yeah. They won't pay him now. Yeah, I'd take him, but he won't come here. Uh, here's some guys that will probably be in somewhat in a uh, payable contract for wide receiver. Juju Smith-Schuster, yes. MVS, Mar- Marquez oh. valdez Scanlon. I would take Juju. I think Juju's a nice little slot corner, and he can get open, and I would take him. Juju's a number two guy. We don't have a number one guy on our team. What okay. is Juju going to do? I don't mean to shit on you, Ray, because I know you think that I've been mean to you for the last couple of weeks, have. but I'm so fucking tired of the number one, number two wide receiver talk, specifically when it comes to the Patriots. I hate it. The offense has never been built like that since Tom Brady has been here, since Bill Belichick has been here. It's never, ever been built like that number one who's your number one wide receiver this year you don't have one born what position does he play wide receiver wide receiver slot outside what's his what's his they don't have that that's not how it's designed i'm just saying juju can't go up against the number one cornerback he doesn't have to no one does did kendrick Bourne go up against the number one quarterback last year yeah no nelson no he didn't he lined up all over the field. Did Julian Edelman go up against the number one cornerback in most games as a Patriot? No. no, no. He went up against fucking linebackers. That's why he was so good. That's why the Patriots are so good because they scheme it open. You don't have number ones and number twos. If Juju Smith-Schuster, Bill, if you think that he's a slot guy, I don't. I don't think he's a slot guy. I think guy. you can get him. I don't. I think you can get him, but I don't think he profiles as that Julian Edelman, Wes Welker type of receiver. I think he is more of a drag route outside big route kind of guy i don't think that he's a terrific route runner i think he's a good athlete i'm out on both of those guys i don't have a name for you to fill that that slot position but that's what they need i don't need a fucking robbie anderson i don't need an alan alan robinson would be good i just want a guy that can run four yards fake right go left catch the ball for a first down that's it um i want you to apologize for ray for yelling at him i'm sorry thank Thank you you. bill uh bobby wagner welcome Yes, hundred percent. Yes, yes. Any chance? No. No. 100% Best linebacker no. in the free agency is not coming here. You don't have um, you don't have uh, Brady anymore. No one's taking cheap money to come here. So Miles Jack just went to uh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, so that's not great. Uh, Leighton Vanderush. Yes, out of Dallas. No, I thought he was retiring. Well, he's still a free agent. I like the profile if you can get him. Darius Williams is a guy you might not have heard before. He's like, who's like the second or third cornerback for the Rams, but young, fast. He just uh, went he get signed? to Baltimore. 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 Big money. Okay. 
fuck me. Uh, Dante Jackson out of uh, Carolina. I don't know a lot about him. He's a third cornerback. They don't need him, especially after signing Stephon Gilmore. He's probably not a number one in the league, but the did Gilmore sign? A little bit desperate. Gilmore is still a free agent. I'm taking him back. Um, well, there's your list. Any final thoughts on the Patriots free agency as we uh, stand here today? There's nothing uh, to talk about. There's nothing to talk about because we haven't done shit. Woof. Yeah, not great. Where do you put? Okay, where do you put the biggest, biggest need right now? Offensive line. Oh, fuck. You got to protect your franchise quarterback. You can't no, do it. It's pass defenders. Ooh, However you want to define that. Either get Dude, a pass rusher or get a cornerback. You have no cornerbacks. You have no one to protect back Jones. Oh, you still have. You have a left side of a line. You have <laughs> win, cool. a, a Winu and Andrews versus Jonathan Jones, Terrence fucking whatever, and Jalen Mills. Your offensive line is better than your cornerbacks. Wait, I take this back because Matt Patricia is coaching the offensive line. Offensive line is your biggest need. Offensive Brian line Belichick is coaching your defensive backs. I thought Steve Belichick did. No, he's coaching the linebackers. Oh, oh he is? God damn it. God damn it. God damn it. Liz, can we move on, please? Yeah, okay. All right, let's, we... uh, let's shift our focus to some more shitty things. Before that, let's get a special St. Patrick's Day edition from Headlines with the obvious one. Ah, thank you there, Richard. Top of the grundle to y'all. Tom Brady made all the lassies happy in South Florida when he announced he was, coming back. he was coming back for another season. He is hoping Nessie can put this old dry shite in an early grave. Hashtag dead to me. Bill Belichick plans to head into the season with no coaches and a team of geriatrics on the field. The Patriots trade away Chase Winovich and Shaq Mason this week. They have signed literally no one of consequence. What a gobshite of an offseason thus far. Uh, our very own Celtics were back in action against the Warriors on Wednesday. Racer Thomas says, if you're lucky enough to be Irish, you're lucky enough to be a Celtic. And we are lucky enough because you they're Irish, you see. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Just can you talk normal? You sound like No, the, the Red Sox have been in the gates of heaven before the devil found them dead. Speaking of dead, Chris Sale's ribcage is shattered like a pelvis at Irene's on Tuesday. He will miss the first two months of the season. Uh, speaking of dead, oh no, we already said that. Happy St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> this has been a one. Back to you, Richard. I like how Rich gets a kick out of it. Bill just gets angry. That was very good. Thank you, Ray. Uh, yeah. It's important to inform all the listeners of the latest and the greatest in Boston sports. And uh, we do that with headlines with the obvious one. It's a very important segment and I appreciate you doing it, Ray. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, uh, let's get to the Red Sox off season. Shall we? Oh, this is and quick. we're done. done. And that's it. Okay. Shall we move on uh, before we do that real quick? Just some updates. The Red Sox have signed nobody, literally nobody, nobody to a major league contract. They have signed nobody to a major league contract. Not one person. Don't correct me if I'm wrong. Bill. I don't care. I'm going with it, <laughs> whether it's right or not. They've signed fucking nobody to a major league contract uh, since the CBA has been signed uh, over a week ago now. 
uh, baseball, just whatever. Uh, I, oh my God. Okay. Uh, Chris sale, uh, fractured a rib cage if, and he's, uh, not going to be able to play till May. How is this just coming out when it did it in, in February, yeah, February no 24th, like this happened. And now it's all coming out. What like, did, oh, well, okay, he cool. is tiny. What did he, did he breathe heavily? Did he just yawn and his fucking ribs broke. What, how tall is he? Six, four. Six five, six six, six six, six six, one hundred thirty pounds. Seven. Of course, you fucking six, six one hundred thirty pounds. You carry one hundred twenty pounds in the fupa. The, the <laughs> I know That's the Chris I'm Sale contract. We texted about this today. I predict will go down as not the first. Pablo Sandoval will forever probably hold the worst contract. Could call Bill. That's the worst contract the pay, the uh, Red Sox ever signed. Chris Sale might be the second worst because remember he got the World Series before he signed the contract. And they knew yeah, they he signed was, him in 19. They knew he was fragile. They knew he, he had arm problems and they knew he was six, six, 130 pounds. They gave him a hundred million dollars or five. Everyone years. said he was Tommy John waiting to happen. Everybody, even the trade, everything, every, everything they overreacted to the John Lester thing. And they signed him. So he's not going to pitch till May. Um, June, Kyle Schwarber man. is Same gone. June. Yeah. yeah, it'll probably be July. Uh, Kyle Schwarber is gone to the Phillies four years, 80 million. Bill, I know you're particularly angry about that. 20 million a year seemed right for Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, four for 79. I think that's a good, I mean, you, you can trade JD. JD's got some power around the league now, pull around the league with a universal DH. You can ship him to anybody, really get back anything. You could just it basically a salary dump and you replace a, a $20 million JD with a f- guy that's five, six years younger and that's going to give you the same production out of the DH spot. And you're not worrying about playing him in the field at all. You don't have to anymore. You have no DH. Yeah, and it's a lefty bat and a right-heavy uh, lineup right now. Um, yep, they missed out on that one. Uh, the kid... Uh, how old is he? The Suzuki kid. Is he 28? 27, 28, yeah. Uh, Suzuki signs with the Cubs five years, uh, 85 million. The Red Sox was the only team I seen linked to him uh, before CBA and through the lockout. And then all of a sudden, they're nowhere to be found. Right before the lockout, it was a done deal, supposedly. And then even after, I think into mid-February, all signs were still pointing to the Red Sox, and then they weren't even the five. They didn't even meet with them. He met with the Padres. There was room, and he signed with the Padres, and then the fucking Cubs come out of nowhere. Uh, it's just it, it's just annoying. It's very, very fucking annoying. So right now, your starting right fielder for the Boston Red Sox is Jackie Bradley Jr., 140, hitting 142, Jackie Bradley Jr., and your fourth outfielder is Jared Duran hitting 192. So good for you, Red Sox. Stellar defense, though. Absolutely stellar defense mm-hmm. in the outfield. Um, let's see anything else. Oh, that's right. The rumors are that the Red Sox are, quote-unquote, in on Freddie Freeman. Bill? Oh. You know, oh yes, wow! You, you have a need at first base, and you, oh, yeah, you don't you do need it. To don't, don't do it to yourself. I've been telling you for days. Don't. It's never it. gonna happen. Don't put your heart on the table. But, but it's, it's never gonna happen. But if you were to give him a six-year deal at age thirty-two, I, I think realistically, by the time he's thirty-five, thirty-six, you could play him at DH. And that guy's gonna fucking rake. Just <laughs> sign him. Look at him fucking He's smile. Just Look sign, at him smirk. Just sign him. Into this. It's never gonna happen. But man, and then that makes Tristan Cassius a spendable. Expendable. You can kind of move him and, and add either a starter, maybe an outfielder, because you you know you're gonna hit your wagon if Freddie Freeman makes Bobby Dahlbuck a guy that's gonna be expendable because you're not gonna have him on the bench. Like it opens up huge possibility. Your lineup is just gonna just so fucking good. And again, you can trade 
you could trade JD. That's what it is. It's never going to happen. So I'm not getting my hopes up, but it's never going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I hope it breaks during our show, just so I we know. can. Oh, man, I need to perfect. see the live reaction of Freddie Freeman signing for the Padres. <laughs> signing with the Padres. Um, it's not going to happen because for whatever reason, the Red Sox have gone down this path, the Bloom path. Um, a guy over 30 signing for long money is just not there even though and we can argue about this and hey your lockout didn't fix anything baseball because the league's still broken the a's are still selling off people left and right the yankees and the dodgers are still there signing at the highest bidder but not the red sox not the red sox who have upwards of whatever we decided on bill 30 60 20 50 million dollars until you hit the luxury tax, which, by the way, people, is not a salary cap. Max Scherzer let you know that it's not a salary cap, you rich fucks. You can go over it, Red Sox. You haven't in three years. You haven't in three years. You haven't paid taxes in three years. You can spend over the tax. And, and Freddie won't. Freeman's the guy you want to get. <laughs> oh, no, God, the best please. the best stat please was what Bill told us today. With the Cincinnati Reds, it's Ken it was a good stat, Bill. Would you? Would you? Uh, mind yeah, tell us letting, that one. Ken Griffey Jr. hasn't played since what 2008, and he's currently making 3.6 million dollars. That would make him the sixth highest paid player on the Cincinnati Reds right now. Absolutely, nice job, atrocity. baseball. Hashtag nice dead to me. Baseball still broke. Um, uh, we got to. We're gonna move on to some Bruins here, but before we do that, just real quickly, Bill, where? Look, you're looking at a Red Sox team that went to the ALCS. You were two games away from the World Series. A lot of people said you played over your head. Uh, toot toot. I said that they were going to be good, and fucking they were pretty good. Uh, but if I'm being honest with myself, they did play over their head somehow, some way uh, last year. But if you look at their roster and you look at their team, I guess minus Don't the Chris Sale injury. <laughs> they have a de- well. I'm just gonna say they have a decent enough roster where if they decided to be to be a part of the off season, they could add some pieces. They certainly have the money to do so. They could add some pieces at their key spots and be right in the thick of it. So I ask you, what are their their key spots? I'll give you mine real quick, and you agree, disagree, or give me something else. Uh, you need an outfielder. You need a right-handing hitting outfielder. You um, probably you need a first baseman. Unless you believe Tristan Cassis is going to come up and be a real impact player this year. I don't. He's not on, he's not on you, the 40-man roster yet either. You probably should get a second baseman, but if you get an outfielder it, between JBJ and and Kiki, Kiki can play some second base. So put that at the bottom list. I will say you need some. You need a back-end bullpen help. So call it a right-hitting, hitting outfielder, first baseman, and uh, back of the bullpen. That would be my three. Yeah, I think you filled a little bit of a need with Dykeman two years, eight, uh, $8 million. He He can save a couple of games. He had seven saves last year for Oakland. I mean, I think he's not going to be the stabilizer what you need, but, I mean, at least he's he's there. I, I trust him better than the other guy they signed. I don't even remember his name, Heath or fucking. He's a lefty uh, specialist. I don't, he's not going to be a back leg- of the Dykeman's a, leg- a legit. Uh, arm in the back of that pen. He he could be your seventh, eighth, ninth guy if you need it. But yeah, it all depends on Matt Barnes. You need a big guy back there. You need a bat. Again, you need you need a bat. You need anything. But you're fourth in your division. Toronto just loaded up. They just got Matt Chatham today. The Barrios last year. I mean, their 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 pitching staff looks good. Their offense is loaded. You have Vlad Guerrero still there. The Yankees are just as good. I mean, they they got they added Donaldson and Rizzo. They still have Gallo that they traded last year. I mean, they 
you know, you're fourth in this division unless you start adding because your starter's short. You don't you don't have anyone to replace Erod. Chris Sale's down now. Your your pitching staff is shit. Rich Hill and Waka Waka Waka, Waka Waka Flame or whatever the fuck we want to call him is not going to do it. So I mean, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. You you might be lucky to win 80 games in the best division in baseball right now this year. No, I disagree with that. Again, I disagree with you. You're harder on the Red Sox than I will be. Um, I have we'll a get question it. real quick. Go real ahead, quick. Ray. Freddie Freeman, how many games do they win, Bill? Oh, 85 to 90. He's I worth, thought he was going over 100. I thought he was going seven over wins. They're not an 80-win team, Bill. You know what I think about Toronto? The same thing I think about Miami Dolphins. I think Toronto is a shit organization that has loser in them. Um, maybe they'll get a break because Toronto's not letting unvaccinated players play against them in Toronto, so maybe that'll kind of shake things up for them. Um, yeah, or but, New York. Yankees on yeah, the Yankees players, players can't play, can't play their way in it, but the Yankees didn't di- oh, again. The the backbone, the backbreaker for the Yankees was their pitching staff, and they did nothing to address it this year. They shift, they they shook up their roster and their lineup because it was too too much power and they could get beat too easily that way, but they still didn't address their pitching staff. And let's see what um oh god, sorry, I just had a brain fart. Who's their who's the their $310 million uh, Garrett Cole. Let's see what Garrett Cole looks like without the sticky icky in the second year here, because he was oh, iffy at best. Oh God, he's going to after so they good. took that shit away. Oh God. On research and every day, the Red Sox are, are definitely fourth in their division, but I think it's a, it's a close cluster, I, except for the Rays who probably are still the best team outright uh, paying, paying a third of what everybody else is. I think it's a pretty close cluster and the Red Sox just have to make a couple moves. Just have to spend a couple dollars and they're right there. And let's, let's see if they do it. Let's see if they do it, Raymond. They spent all their money. <sighs> all right. Uh, we need a quick afternoon delight into the simplest. Uh, oh no, we're going to do some Bruins and then simplest minds of the week. So afternoon delight, we'll get to some Bruins. We'll let the boys do it. I don't know. I don't have the energy to fucking do it. You look tired. Yeah. Uh, all right. Daylight Bruins savings, dude. It's killing me. Oh, oh fuck you! Damn it. Actually, simplest minds of the week. I'm gonna add one Ray, <laughs> for that. No, stay tuned. Stay tuned for simplest Damn minds it, of Bill. the week. Damn stay it! Stay tuned for that. Um, Skyrockets in flight. Woo! Afternoon delight. Whoop. You guys have it. I think. Huh. Afternoon delight. I don't know, Ron. That sounds kind of crazy. Let's do in five minutes or less Bruins talk. I have some things to read to you. We'll see if I can get through it. Uh, but Jacob Chitrin is out a month after ironically being hurt by the guy he should have replaced in Derek Forbert for the Bruins. The game I was at too. I didn't even know he went down a weekend or so ago. Uh, Bill agree or disagree. Arizona probably does not move him anymore because they probably won't get the full haul that they would have before. I don't. Eh. It's only a month. You could still, yeah, I think you, you could still move him. Will they? Probably not. He is signed for term. Well, let me, I mean? let me put it this way. If Arizona does, if the injury affects the return, I think we agree Arizona won't move him. Correct. If you're the Bruins or a team like them that likes him, would you give Arizona the full package for Chitrin, even though he's hurt for a month? More specifically, if you're the Bruins, do you trade for an injured player right now 
with uh, a player on your team, a number one, a first round pick prospect and uh, probably whatever, a third round pick or whatever. It just depends on what, what you take off the roster. If, if he's that only move you're making, because if, if he's out a month, you're, you're chasing standings. Now you're two points behind Toronto. I believe in the standings. Well, for the Bruins, it would be DeBrusque is the only guy probably leaving your active roster. Yeah, I would do it. I would do it too. Chitron's the guy. We've if talked you can about get, this. If you can get, say, all right, and I've floated this out before, Chitron and, and Phil Kessel. If you can get, if you get him and Phil Kessel, you're going to slide Phil Kessel right up on there at Bergeron and Marshawn line, and now you're legit running three lines because what you're getting out of that third line right now with Craig Smith, Charlie Coyle, and whoever, uh, Trent Frederick, I mean, it's – it's reminding me of the 2019 playoffs. All right. So let me, let me good. give you a little bit something from our guy, Joe Hags here at Boston hockey. Now also of NBC sports, Boston, who talks about the Anaheim ducks being a trade partner for the Bruins. I've mentioned uh, after, this on this show quite a few times too. After the Chitron injury went down, um, he mentions uh, the, here's the names that he brings up. Josh Manson, Ricard, Raquel. I probably Manson's gone. He got traded already. Oh, I did just see that, didn't he? Yeah, he, he got traded already. Yep, he went to. Well, he was. Uh, he's Colorado. Not really this, he went to Colorado. It's not really anything. The other guy is Hampus Lindum. So yep. um, they're in the conversation. Um, uh, Rachel, Rachel. How do you pronounce Raquel. it? Raquel. It is Raquel. Raquel. Yeah. And Lindum are uh, at the end of uh, six-year deals with the Ducks, approaching unrestricted free agency. And the Ducks are flirting with the playoff spot. Probably won't make it. Certainly aren't going to really do anything. Um, the Ducks and the Bruins have been in contact, uh, trade contact with Zaboral or earlier this year, and they had deals last year, the year before, when whenever they got um, Nick Ritchie and Nick Andre Koshik. Yep, the bubble. That, that deal was bubble made. So, was the so there's a good relationship there, which is always you know a good sign when you're talking about trades in uh, major league and professional sports. So uh, Raquel is a right winger that uh, could slide in the top six role uh, that Jake DeBrusque would probably exit, and Lindum would be a great left shot defenseman on the back end for the Bees, um, where uh, Haggerty says they need to upgrade a little bit more on Raquel. He's a 28 year old on pace to make 20 goals this season. Uh, he averages 20 goals a season uh, over his seven-year career. He's versatile enough to play center or right wing if you need him to. And Lindholm, the defenseman, is also 28 years old, whose uh, numbers have been down a little bit for the Ducks as they've sucked the last couple of years. But he's a 30-point potential guy a year, 22 minutes on ice, 6'3", 210 pounds, left-shot defenseman that can match up with McAvoy. Uh, Haggerty thinks that would probably cost you prospects like – the Mason Laurie kid, uh, Vakaninen or Studnika, depending on what the Ducks Bye-bye. are looking for, uh, and a first round pick to uh, to get a Lindholm type of guy uh, for a rental, and the Bruins will look to uh, resign him. So there's your left, there's your left shot defenseman and your right wing uh, replacement for DeBrusque uh, on that top line type of thing. Bill, you you like that move? Yeah, I've been been mentioning that a few times. This this last couple of weeks, I think that's the most realistic option. I mean, those guys are going to be true rentals, but it costs, if it costs you Vakanine and, and it costs you Stanika and I'll, I'll trade a college kid at this point. I mean, you need to sell out and you need to go for, for a Stanley cup. I mean, I think you're legit two pieces away. I don't think a right wing is a huge need on this team, but it is, it is a need. I, I, I wouldn't mind a second line center. So you could potentially sign him at, at center and, and it, it, then that makes Hala kind of, you know, you could, you could place him Deal. around the lineup, Hala, but Hala, you Hala. know, 
The only thing I'll say, sorry, Bill, the only thing I'll say about the right wing, and I think this was Fluto who wrote this article, but the production that you're getting out of all three lines right now is something that you don't want to disrupt. And that's why it's they're hard. It's, it's to move to brusque chemistry. But, but Craig Smith on that third line really shouldn't be moved. And if you get rid of DeBrusque, either Pasternak or, or Smith has to move up to the first line. So if this Raquel is a guy that can replace DeBrusque on that first line, then yeah, you, you keep make that all move. three in contact. Yeah. And I think that that is a real priority for the Bruins right now, which is why you're seeing a lot of articles come out saying that they're not going to move on to from DeBrusque at the deadline unless they can get something to replace them on that first line because they like the production out of the three lines that they're getting, which yeah, makes he, sense. Sco- it, we've said it for fucking years. You need you need production out of all those lines to be to be competitive. But they're in this place where they also still need help on the back end in in their blue line and. I don't know. This deal seems like they can make it happen without giving up with, with doing all of those things. Since, and then since they moved Taylor, um, David Pasnack to with Hall and, uh, Hala, he's led the league in goals. I mean, it, whatever, say what you, you know, how rich, I know how you feel about Pasnack, but he's oh, led no, the no, league. No, no. In goals. That's like you need those goals in the regular season. You absolutely need Pasnack's goals <laughs> to become a president trophy winner. I just need to see him in round two in game six and see what Pasnack can do, but you're absolutely, and I, I'm not, we've been calling for Pasnack on the second line for years with Krejci. They never did it. They finally gave Taylor Hall, David Pasnack and you know, Hollis certainly a guy that's going to benefit from it. Watch that guy get a fucking huge contract in a year or so, but uh, yeah, you don't want to disrupt that. So the Bruins are, we've talked about it. They have Lindholm's a very the guy. If you can just get him target yeah. him, you don't need both target him. And then, like I said, you, if you need another right wing guy, go out and tar- you know, find one. I think especially a guy like a Trent Frederick, you can even target a left wing as much as Trent Frederick said, injury guy, energy guy, but you can look to upgrade there. And then you have a really good third, you know, one through lines, one through three. So I think second line center and a D line is still on the table because I think Hala, you can even play left wing on the third line and move Trent Frederick. I, I'm not a huge Trent Frederick guy. I think you can put a more skilled guy between Hall and Pasternak and you, and then you have legit two f- formidable um, lines. Yeah. Which yeah, you is need what to keep, we hope. You need to keep the speed between Hall and Pasternak, which is what Hala brings. Which with what and Coyle don't get me wrong, I I Coyle like Hall, like, and I like, like so. the way Coyle and 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 Craig Smith. I mean, Craig Smith's on fucking fire. The right guy now. that you, the guy that Bruins fans should keep an eye on, and who's been talking about, written about a lot, is Felino. <laughs> As who, I said, that Trent Frederick gets in a fucking brutal fight tonight. Mm-hmm. Felino is a guy that I think could come big in the, on that third line in the playoffs. That. Uh, so I agree with you, and I've said this for many, many, many weeks. Defense is where you need to e- expend and, and bolster. Mike Riley, I don't give a fuck. Derek Forbert, I don't give a fuck. Cliff Clifton, who cares? Even Matt Grizzlick, I know he's Honor. a local boy and people love him, but Matt Grizzlick, dude, like, you're kind of a bit piece, man. You're too small to be a regular guy. And even Brandon goddamn Carlo has been a little bit of a disappointment this year. So you need help on that blue line. Um, go get it. Just fucking go get it. You're in a decent spot. They should. Uh, okay. Uh, let's do a quick break. We're right back to the simplest minds of the week to finish the show. Are you stupid or something? Stupid is stupid does, sir. Ray. I just want to start with this. Thanks, Uh, Bill. Bill brought this up. It's daylight savings time. It came over the weekend. Ray sent a text. Um, if uh, bitching, 
something about I wasn't uh, bitching how the much Supreme. I, no, no, no. I think we're in the same agreement that we all want daylight saving time to stay permanent like Arizona. Um, it makes more sense. There's no reason for daylight savings time. No, farmers. farmers. It. it wasn't far. Farmers. It was maritime, really more so. But it, farmers was part of it. it. None of it matters anymore. None of it matters anymore. So get rid of it. 70% of the country is for it. Anybody who actually fills out those polls, it's bipartisan. Nothing's bipartisan anymore. The bill's already like agreed upon. Just fucking sign the goddamn thing. I agree with you. But anybody who bitches about it, specifically parents that bitch about it with their kids, I have never understood it. I've just never understood it. It's just an hour difference. Just fucking deal with it. It's not that yeah, big a deal. It's not that bitch. big a deal. Hmm. I hate when Ray refuses to get into conversation on on the show. Like he'll do it over text messages, like a little whiny cunt all fucking day. Like come out of left field and just like uh-huh. dagger me with some fucking text messages. But now when I confront him over Zoom, over a, over a t over a, a, a well, it just screen. sucks when you got a when you got a toddler. Wait till you have a toddler. I mean, Finn's not a toddler yet. Wait till that whole sleep thing and they're a fucking little devil and they're just being a little shits and you're like, Oh, cool. Now I got to keep them awake because I don't want to fuck up their sleep pattern. And you know, their bedtime's eight o'clock, but now it's really nine o'clock because of stupid spring ahead bullshit. And so you're keeping them up an extra hour. They're miserable little shits. And then you wake uh, up early because uh, they're all up, asleep. Ray. All right. Very good. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Anybody that struggles with the parenting, fine, whatever, you know, I get it. Everyone's got their own journey. Everyone, you know, everyone gets a trophy with beautiful segue. Uh, the other uh, second simplest minds of the week candidate goes to one Naomi Osaka. Bill, try to keep it clean on this one. Uh, she was left. Good luck. I fuck. I'm sorry. I forget the tournament that she went to. It's like the In, fifth major that they Indian like, Hills uh, Open. Or I should like remember that. it because uh, the Ser- Serena and Venus, Serena they got boycotted for 15 barded years. with like racial terrible terrible racial insults. And and they boycotted it and didn't go. And Osaka, you hear it clear as day in the video. You Some suck. woman screams out, you suck. Hey, Naomi, you suck. Jackass. And Osaka goes on to lose in three straight sets. She tries to stop the match and address the crowd with the, with the ump's mic, with the referee's mic. And the referee's just like, no, like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? They're here to either jeer you or cheer you. You got jeered. Go play. And then, which is a custom in early rounds of tennis tournaments, even late rounds, uh, the players address the crowd afterwards with the mic, and Osaka does it. And no one's making enough about the way that she addressed this crowd. She didn't say anything. She said literally nothing. She just said, I just want to thank you, and then kind of burst into tears. And then continue to say, I just want to thank you and blah, blah, blah. And she didn't actually say anything prominent or like of point, but we all know her story. She says she's dealing with mental health issues. She had to take off time from uh, tennis. She went from number one in the world to, I think she's unranked now. She just kind of couldn't handle the pressure. I believe she calls that mental health illness. I very harshly pushed back on that and have and have wrote, written scolding things about this girl and her idea of mental health issues. And I know that, Bill, you agree, but I just yeah, you say you get you're a professional athlete and someone from the crowd goes, hey, you suck. 
You don't get to fucking cry and get on the mic and say, I don't suck and then lose and then say, you can't interview me. This is the deal. She makes $50 million a year, $50 million a year. If you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen, bitch. I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of it. Like you suck. You suck. No one. I can understand if someone called, Hey, you suck. You cunt. Yeah, I get that. But you suck. You yeah, or some racial slurs or just like million or, dollars. Yeah. This or even it was it. like four hours of direct Naomi. You suck. Naomi, you suck. Just like berate. No, and I get it. Fuck that. I pay hundreds of dollars to see these overpaid entitleist cunt bag athletes play their professional sport. I am entitled and the ticket purchased to tell these athletes they suck. And for you to cry like a little baby and walk, basically want to try to walk off the court because someone literally said something harmless like you suck. Get out. Stop playing tennis. You don't deserve to be in the public eye. I'm tired of this. I'm fucking tired of it. Get the fuck out of it. Mental health. No, you can't handle the pressure of being in a fucking spotlight anymore. You suck. No, you suck. Your mind sucks. Get the fuck. I hate this woman's existence on earth. I'm out. I'm out. Get out of here. I'm just tired of it. $50 million overpaid fucking child. She definitely is overpaid. She definitely does not belong in professional sports. It's definitely deteriorating her life. She should just own that and quit. She could go make hundreds of thousands of dollars being a, a tennis pro at some fancy fucking resort and in no, Dubai be a per, or something. Be a, be a public speaker. Just go around being like, what yeah, was she, me? That's what, that's what she'll get more money doing that. She's 23. Oh, yeah. put out a sex tape. <laughs> Ray, I don't know how far you want to get into this, but I know that we are all against the uh, trophies for all. Everyone gets a trophy in the. In this I don't want to go too too far. Into okay, this. all right. Let's just uh, let's just move on to the other candidate of the week. One Baker Mayfield, uh, quarterback for the Browns or ex quarterback from the Browns, uh, put out some. I think it was on Instagram some uh, sob story bullshit letter to the fans of Cleveland about how he gave it his all in the city, and uh, now that they don't want him anymore whatever because all because the browns took a meeting with deshaun watson a top five quarterback in the league who is potentially up for a trade baker mayfield uh and is seemingly out of cleveland this kid is and i'm gonna call him a kid i'll call him a boy he is a tool bag boy and chris mortensen was on sports center i think today wednesday and said and used the quotes the browns are looking for a quote adult at quarterback <laughs> Baker Mayfield. What a fucking tool. Still Naomi. She's she's I get your point, Bill. You have yeah, any thoughts on Baker Mayfield? Yeah, he sucks at quarterbacking. Cleveland doesn't want to invest long term. Now's the time. Deshaun Watson's a real possibility to go there. And yeah, fuck fuck Baker Mayfield. He was overrated and coming out of Oklahoma. You're a walk on fucking quarterback. You shouldn't have been the first pick. You got picked over Josh Allen. What does that tell you? Josh Allen, who's a future MVP in this league. Baker Mayfield. Blah. Do you know Wolf. who has better numbers than Baker Mayfield? Uh, the newest Pittsburgh Steeler, Mitchell Trubisky. The only thing he doesn't have is more wins than uh, Baker Mayfield. And he's never thrown a pick six on Mitchell Trubisky. There you go. Uh, those are your simplest minds of the of the week candidates. Uh, you, uh, you know what? You out there listening, you decide who wins this week. I'm going to vote Ray. Uh, this has been the Silver Mind Sports Show. Friday Rewind, March 18th. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you all. 
Uh, hope you're recovering okay. We'll see you on Tuesday for some more NFL free agency talk. Bye-bye. 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 I got something troubling on my mind. I got something troubling on my mind. I got something. Bill, are you going out drinking tomorrow? Bill's growing up. This is so weird. It's a work night. That never used to stop you. You used to take the day off for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I miss that. I haven't done it. I was been talking see? about you. You show up at the bar at 5.30 a.m. Yeah, see, you're growing clock, up. Clock strikes 6 Dude, tomorrow is also the first day of March Madness. Mm-hmm. And St. Patrick's Day. Bill doesn't care about March Madness. Just uh, someone asked me if I did a brag, and I'm like, no, I fucking hate March Madness. He goes, what? I'm like, I don't like that. There's no like, people keep saying this to me too. I keep asking them to do the bracket. It's like, it's not about the bracket, you fools. It's about Thursday afternoon, twelve fifteen. There's four college basketball games on, and everyone's giving beers away for a dollar a piece. Go on lunch and watch basketball. At a, like, it's the experience of being at a bar during the day on a work day. Like, it's sunny outside, but you're in this dark, dingy bar drinking as much beer as possible, watching four games you know nothing about, but because you have money on it, you get to root for these fucking 17-year-olds shitting their pants in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's March that. Madness. Take After that. this Thursday and Friday, I really don't give a shit about the tournament, to be honest with you. Like, I'll watch the Final Four a little, but this Thursday and Friday, that's it. That's the tournament. It's the most overrated thing in sports. Ooh. No, no, totally disagree. Mute that motherfucker. What's your poop? I apologize for being late, but it was necessary. How long are we going to see this stupid kid's fucking picture on the screen? I don't see his picture, so I'm okay. Oh, you don't. Um, it's just it's him and his, it's the queen and the duchess together. How dare you? There's one <laughs> duchess. Oh, I apologize. The duchess of uh, New Newmarket. It's the queen and the king. <laughs> Hello, queen. Ladies. How's your shit? Uh, sorry for being late, Bill. I know it was closer to our original time. I, I probably got you really excited saying we could start at seven. That really. Uh, jack things up for you but yeah no uh, duty called it was one of those not to get too graphic but it was blocked up at first and then once the floodgates opened i knew it was <laughs> i cut it short for you guys i'm gonna be honest with you i could still be in there i Ooh, surprised I you so, well it's rich we're talking about rich could go for 45 minutes easily shit your pants <laughs> well after uh, yeah i mean I, I, by the end of these recordings i'm gonna have to throw this underwear away i've already that's is already the ones been established. That, is it the ones you sent a picture of in the other group text that you? <laughs> you still rocking those bad Larrys? Uh, yeah, I put them. I put them. Ba- I put them back in rotation. I put them back in rotation. They got one more out of them. Bill, they're his Sundays because they're so holy. This is like everything has got holes all on the seams and everything. <laughs> the ball sack doesn't drop all the way through yet. It's just one knot. So once the whole thing goes through, then it's that's when you know. That's when you know. It's like. Time for new what are you even doing wearing underwear, man? If I had underwear, like I wouldn't even wear it. Well, I tried that route, but all my jeans smell like shit, <laughs> so I have to put a layer between them. You probably have colon cancer. Yeah, if you're lucky.
if you're lucky. What do you say we start the show on that note? Uh, The Simple Mind Sports Show. Uh, We'll be talking New England sports and... uh,